I'm in a car. I'm in a car. Oh my gosh. I like this morning, I'm like, oh my god, I just got, I got it. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> I am in a car. <laughs> we're just starting. There we go. Okay. We started. So we're doing another I am in a car episode, and today I have the pleasure of driving with Sinead Bovell. Hey, how's it going? I'm so excited to be here. Thank yeah. you so much for today. I think it's going to be an awesome conversation. It's going to be a good ride. Thanks for doing this. And so, kind of happenstance in terms of us, you know, meeting up. But now here we are going for a drive. And you know, the last couple of days, I was just checking, uh, checking you out to see okay, what's the topic of conversation going to end up being today. Yeah. So before we jump into it, can you give the audience just a quick little, hey, this is where I've come from, and this is what I'm up to these days? Yeah. So I'm from Guelph, which is awesome. So I'm so excited to be working with you guys. Um, uh, my background was. You know, all in business. I went to school for business, um, worked in a variety of different angles of business from financial analyst to logistics to consulting um, and kind of fast forward to today. Now I live and work in New York City. Um, I founded my own startup called Way and I work to bridge the, the gap between millennials and the digital future. So leveraging things like entrepreneurship um, and educating us about what the future with technology looks like um, to allow us to all you know, maintain our jobs and our careers in some way, shape or form. Well, there was yeah, there was one little piece in the in your boat that I read somewhere that was around how uh, because the world's changing so much with regard to the type of careers or jobs that humans used to do versus mm -hmm. what technology is going to end up doing. Correct. So what's that all about? Yeah. So if you look at um, the rate of technological innovation and advancement. Um, a lot of it when it comes to the workforce uh, is geared towards replacement, intentionally or unintentionally, um, automation, more specifically artificial intelligence, is going to be able to perform a lot of the jobs we do today better. Right. Um, so therefore, in order to stay, it's, it's a scary thought. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a scary thought. I think once we get there, we'll, it won't be as scary sure. um, as it seems if we prepare ourselves. And right. so that's what Way is all about. Let's learn about what's coming. Um, and then let's focus now on creating the jobs of the future versus taking the jobs um, because the jobs we currently take um, may be obsolete going forward. Right, so it's kind of having some foresight. Right. Yeah, that's cool. right. So uh, you mentioned um, supporting entrepreneurs uh, as, as one of these avenues for you know, creating a kind of sustainable future. What, what's the initiative way? I think it's a weekly advice. Way, yeah, weekly advice for the young entrepreneur. Um, so why did you start that? What's that all about? Uh, so that part of it, um, again, is, is speaking towards the future will most likely be entrepreneurship um, as a way to stay relevant in your career. We'll be creating what we want to see happen. Um, and so for Way, the focus on young entrepreneurs, um, it's all about providing the resources, business resources, so articles about finance, about marketing, um, you know, the crux of getting a startup off the ground, um, and as well as like the consulting advice, uh, weekly consulting advice for young entrepreneurs. And so are, are they all your articles? Uh, yeah, so everything that I do is, is my writing. Sweet. Yeah. So you're busy. It's quite busy. It's, yeah. it's yeah, you know, it's a 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. kind of lifestyle, but yeah. I absolutely love it. Well, you're in the city that doesn't sleep. I guess that works Right, out. so everybody else is up anyway, so it's perfect. <laughs> nice. So where do you live in New York City? I'm in Brooklyn. Beauty. Which is kind of a nice balance. Manhattan is great, um, but Brooklyn allows you to kind of shut some of it off. Right, right. We were just there. I was just there for my first time three weeks ago, and it was an oh, absolute riot. I had a blast. We went oh, there good. with EO. I'm not sure if you heard of EO before, Entrepreneurs mm -hmm. Organization. No. There's a chapter in New Jersey and a chapter in New York City. Um, but anyway, we can talk more, more about that afterwards, because they're... Uh, initiatives line up really well with yours Okay. So. and actually segueing into that the past global chair Brian Bro is from Buffalo and his kind of uh, 
legacy that he he wanted to leave a mark. It's kind of yep. like a make a mark. Um, was around getting EO involved in United Nations Sustainable Development. Right. And it was okay. a huge initiative that was headed by the president of the New York City chapter, and then Global EO got involved with Brian Bro at Buffalo, and now they're on the panel for sustainable development discussions. Oh wow! Uh, as part of Entrepreneurs Organization, so maybe you could just tell us a little bit about how the heck you got involved with the United Nations and what that's all about. Yeah, so the United Nations, um, it, and it kind of was a, a strange sequence of events that kind of led to the best the best position possible, um, but just through reaching out and networking to different uh, people in New York that I really admired their careers, um, reaching out for coffee chats, just kind of learn about the decisions that they made. Um, and one of the people that I was networking with and wanted to get to know more about their career, um, coincidentally was having a meeting with a few people from the United Nations. And so, it was this? Uh, so they run a company called Talkers, okay. um, and it's almost like a WhatsApp, um, but public. So what if we could see the conversations between two neuroscientists right. um, in a tech strand, what would that look like? Cool. And so, was, yeah, very, very innovative. And so we thought, you know, maybe we can collaborate with Wei and do some, you know, some sort of interview over, over talkers. Um, and so I went to go meet up with him to discuss that. And long and behold, he was sitting with some people that were working with the United Nations. I ended up kind of pitching what Wei does as they were looking for a youth voice in the, in the angle of the things that they were building. And you know, realized it'd be a great fit. So yeah, yeah. Why don't you come on board as we implement technology and blockchain to help United Nations reach their sustainable development goals? Why don't you kind of represent the voice of the youth on that path? Sure, why not? Sure, I think I can make some time for that. Sounds great, guys. See you Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I thought was going to be a coffee. Right. Now Turned I'm out to be a career United Nations. Nations. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so it was kind of one of those things where people say, you know, open doors for yourself, reach out, be bold. Um, and sooner or later an opportunity, if it's meant to be, will kind of show itself. And yeah. it did. Um, so that was kind of that, you know, core of that. That's cool. So, um, it sounds like that idea of be bold, open opportunities for yourself is something that isn't new to you. No. So what, what does that mean to you? And uh, Because I know a lot of people might have different interpretations around what being bold might be or opening doors for themselves. Right. Or some people feel like they can't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they feel stuck. Yeah, I think there's two components of being bold. And the first is being honest with yourself. And that's something that I kind of struggled with, and it's only retrospectively I realized a lot of the decisions that I made in life, um, and they were good decisions, they got me to good places, but they weren't necessarily honest with who I really want to be. I didn't define success for myself. I looked around me and, and thought, you know, what does success look like for other people? Right. And that was usually, you know, three letters um, in an email signature um, or some sort of position right. that was well respected that showed that you were smart and driven, but maybe didn't necessarily mean anything to me. Cool. Um, and it took me to get to a position that I had achieved all these things and suddenly, still didn't feel satisfied, still didn't feel like I was where I was supposed to be. And then it was like, okay, well, did I ever ask myself, is this the path I want to be on? Um, and so it took me quitting absolutely everything, giving up everything I had worked for, including you know, sending back signing bonuses, taking out a loan, um, to start a completely new life. <laughs> and so that's bold in its most extreme case, right. um, but I don't regret it for a second. And it kind of seems like you know it happened over a week, it was a year of you know, anxiety, decisions, asking. <laughs> what am I doing, what nail am I chewing? Doing? <laughs> I would ask somebody at the grocery store, like, I have this career decision, can you help me? <laughs> like, I couldn't get over it. Yeah. Um, but thank goodness that I finally um, 
was honest with myself about what I wanted to achieve. And I think, you know, your dream job should be an extension of your life. And for most of us, that means we're going to have to create it in some way, shape, or form ourselves. Um, and so I think that's kind of how I would summarize being bold. That's cool. You know, it's really interesting. I, I can't remember where I heard it, but the idea was if if you don't have a plan, then you're probably going to help someone else with theirs. Completely. Completely. Um, and there's some people that really enjoy that, and they thrive in that. They don't necessarily want to create the next step, but they want to maximize um an agenda that someone else has created and then there's some people that that's just not the life for us and will constantly feel anxious um, and in the wrong lane until we you know create something for ourselves very Canadian moment right now watching the geese cross the road and we're all stopping <laughs> it is a beautiful Canadian a great thing to yeah. shout out with a gosling and everything right <laughs> see you guys bye guys have a good day you know when you were speaking about it uh, and I'm, I feel kind of like foolish admitting this but because I typically reference like business books self-help books and like the best authors in the world but there was this one movie that I ended up getting conned into watching called How Do You Know okay and it's no. with Reese Witherspoon Okay. And it's a definitive chick flick, but it's great. <laughs> anyway, she's the head of the American baseball team. She's like the captain for like a decade and then gets let go out of the blue. And so she's devastated. Her whole yep. identity is wrapped up in this this being the captain yep. of the team. And then so she, whatever, fast forward, ends up at a psychologist or a counselor. And then right at the last minute when the guy walks in, he, she has to leave. She's like, I can't take it. She's, she's like, I, I don't need this. And so she goes, she, yep. before I leave... If there was like one general piece of advice that would like generally work for generally everybody, <laughs> High level. yeah, what would it be? And the guy pauses for a minute and then responds, "You have to figure out what you want and learn to ask for it." Mm-hmm. And when you were speaking, it really sounded like that's the first step is really defining and figuring out what you want. Yeah, yeah. And it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, and I think what really helped me was it's not about necessarily what you want to do. It's who you do want to be. And when you flip that question to that, it kind of changes how you think about everything. Because when we think about, you know, what do I want to do? Well, that that traps us into these one-year, two-year, three-year horizons of jobs. But when you think about who you want to be, that forces you to think further out, five, ten years. And then it takes the pressure off of thinking about these immediate next steps and allows us to think, okay, well, what's the long-term vision? And then what can I do to gear myself towards that? And so then you have some sort of reassurance when you take a job that you might not fully love, but you know that it's getting you closer to the destination, that five-year, ten-year plan um, into the distance, and it's not as much pressure, these kind of incremental steps um, along the way. That's cool. And that's a huge difference in what a lot of people totally um, think about when they're approaching these types of things. So yeah. when you went through that kind of aha moment, who do you want to be? Um, good question, right on the spot. Um, <laughs> when I think about who I want to be in, in you know, five or ten years, um, it's definitely something that I've created for myself um, in a position that's at the intersection of everything that I am. So, you know, a technology advocate, um, but someone that's building it on the right side of history or ensuring that it's going to be built on the right side of history. Um, you know, leadership for social causes, making sure that nobody gets left behind in the decisions that we make um, as a globe. Um, and I guess it's just kind of, yeah, somebody at the intersection of those two those two lanes, and I don't think it's a position that exists yet. Cool. 
and that's what I think I'm so excited and inspired by. Well, it sounds like you're starting to build it. I mean, mm-hmm. being the uh, representative for the Voice of Youth at the Sustainable Development with Technology yeah. the United Nations, yeah, I, that's a yeah, good start. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's on the path. For sure. So <laughs> if we break that down a little bit then, um, we talk about, you know, ensuring that the use of technology happens on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? I think um, with technology, there's kind of an infinite amount of capabilities. And some of the headlining titles that we hear are the fearful aspects of it. You know, is technology going to take over the world and all of that? Um, And some of that, there is some truth to that. Um, But I think if we always implement technology or innovate technology with a strong set of guiding principles, um, keeping the ideas of equality, growth, um, development at the core of innovation, I think everything that we, we develop will be for good. Um, And so that involves having the right people in the rooms when we're making these conversations, incentivizing um, small startups that are going to turn into, you know, the Amazons of the world um, to be building on the right side of history. And so I think it's it's more of the intersection of of values and development, innovation, um, that will allow us to kind of build on that correct side. Yeah, that's cool. And I completely hear what you mean and understand that, that's for sure. So if you look at that as really, really kind of, you know, 300,000-foot view of technology and development, then bring it right down to you know on the road today with us is there anything that you can say to the you know any entrepreneur young old anything around what technology is doing and how someone might leverage it use it look at a problem a little bit differently Mm -hmm. i think so when you look at technology um right now it's very 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 present um in our lives we're at us we're at a time period where humans are merging into becoming one with technology. When you look 10 years down the road, the goal of technology is that it's it's essentially not there. Right. You're able to walk into your house and your phone is told your fridge that you're coming home, things are being cooked. Um, and it's kind of scary to think about. Jetsons, right? Let's go. It is, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're, if you're a young entrepreneur now and you're thinking about, you know, what can I implement? Um, Think about what technology is going to look like in the future, and it's it's going to be integrated. It's going to be talking to one another. It's going to be making humans' lives easier, um, and allow humans to connect more one-on-one with each other. And right now, it seems kind of counterintuitive because we feel like technology is pulling us apart. Um, but when you look at it high level, it's actually bringing us together. Um, in well, my positive kind of I guess, view of it. Well, it's interesting you say that too, right? Because uh, I saw a wonderful picture of a bus from New York City yeah. in like 1926 or something like this. And everybody on the bus, like literally every single person on the bus, and it's full, has got their head down looking, yeah. at, looking at a newspaper. Yeah. Yep. And then you take a picture from 2017, and it's essentially the same bus. Right. Everybody's looking down at their phone. Right. But they're still... There's it's still the same behavior. Totally. A hundred years later. Completely. And I think any time um, we go through some sort of renaissance um, or some new introduction of behavior, uh, we think that it's disastrous and only if we could go to the good old days. But the good old days, we were kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Just in a less efficient way. <laughs> way less efficient. So yeah. now that you can kind of read something really quick in a synopsis, you have more time to spend with the people that you love and to work on yourself and to build you know, whatever it is that you're trying to build and create. That's cool. So, uh, I mentioned before we drive, we were driving, um, helping us break down blockchain. Yeah, so there, 
So blockchain um, for me is almost all positive. It's, I think, more revolutionary than the internet. Um, for someone that's really new to understanding what it is, I always help to. Ex I always think it's helpful to explain it with some sort of visual angle to it. So what you're picturing is picture if the entire world was using one giant Excel sheet. Um, so it's a, a gigantic ledger um, that's recording every single thing that we're doing, whether it's sending money you know, from me to you, or it's um, you know, a doctor recording medical files. Everything that's happening, every sort of interaction or exchange of value is recorded across the world. So nobody can change it, um, nobody can erase it, nobody can kind of fault um, or, or do something corrupt. And that's kind of what blockchain is in a way that you can imagine. Gigantic digital ledger, ledger recording everything that we're doing. Right. So then, those couple of principles you mentioned in there, like no one can change it, no one can corrupt it. Mm -hmm. How does that? How is that possible? Um, so, and this is where I guess I guess technologically kind of difficult to explain. That's okay. Um, but it's a series of math equations um, that a bunch of people in the world are are proofing um, to ensure that they're correct. So if I send ten dollars to you yeah. um, on the blockchain, I have a certain identification number. You have a certain identification number. The transaction has a certain timestamp, and there's a bunch of parties separate from one another validating that it was in fact my identification number that sent it to your identification number. The money was received at right. this time, um, and kind of you know, end of story with that. Um, and so that's why nothing can kind of be corrupt. Nothing can be changed because uh, it's all recorded in real time and all kind of proof of concept at real time. That's cool. So then, I know this is a very pragmatic yeah. question, but are there literally just millions of people and any group of them at any given time are doing that validation process? Or is it computers that are validating? Um, it's a bit of both. So right now we have people um, kind of mining and, and editing, and or not editing, sorry, mining and proving and validating um, the transactions that we are making. But going forward, and I know I, IBM is a huge leader in this, yeah, um, awesome. it will be all done by computers and, and machines, yeah. um, which is obviously the ultimate goal and the cheaper goal. So um, there's a lot of uh, literature, content, whatever you want to call it, around the blockchain being uh, an enabler of, of disruption right? Yeah. in any industry, you know, whether they've embraced it or not. And, um, there's talk about blockchain going into say the you know uh, legal industry to make it so that it's easier to provide uh, answers to you know very prolific FAQs mm -hmm. um, based on legal precedents and based yep. on the region there and that kind of stuff so two kind of questions with regard to blockchain one is um, how does somebody use it like how can someone start it mm -hmm. uh, and two if it's in the industry what can someone do to better or for themselves or for others right um, so starting it um, involves implementing a certain type of, of blockchain so for example you may have heard of like Bitcoin yep. um, or Ethereum sure. um, these are different chains um, that somebody or an organization could use to implement uh, the types of transactions that are occurring in their business. Right. Um, so if I was a small business, um, I could maybe implement the Ethereum 
um, chain to allow me to send smart contracts between myself and my and the suppliers and my supply chain. Therefore, I could eliminate banks um, as an intermediary as I'm sending money between one and the other and allow the Ethereum contract um, or the contracts on Ethereum to kind of validate themselves. Cool. Um, so does my supplier have to be using the same thing? Yes. Uh -huh, so that's where like the kind of crux of it all is. That is. Um, they are, there are third generation blockchains that are allowing different blockchains to speak to each other cool. um, in the process and one of them is founded in Toronto and they're called Aeon Network um, and they're incredible young entrepreneurs and so they've built this third generation blockchain that solves that problem so multiple blockchains can speak to each other. Um, but right now it's it's kind of you know one chain to another, everybody kind of on the same coin. Right, that's cool. So then from, from your perspective, what's kind of next when it comes to entrepreneurship? Where, where do you see um, leverage for you know sharing information with new entrepreneurs? What kind of themes are you talking about these days and sharing with, with young entrepreneurs? Um, when it comes to young entrepreneurs, I think it's a it's a mix of consumer trends, um, social views that you, we can't really ignore anymore. Social views are a part of business decisions and a part of the bottom line. Um, so for example, something like transparency. We want to know where our products come from. Um, how they're being sourced. Blockchain allows you to trace the entire supply chain back to um, the person in the fishing boat catching that piece of salmon. So if you're a young entrepreneur, uh, knowing that those are important, you'd want to implement that from the get-go and that's going to kind of give you a head, a head start. Um, so those are things that I think you need, people should be thinking about when they're thinking about you know incorporating technology um, to doing something great. Cool. Well, I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of people that talk about the idea of being authentic and having transparency in their business. Yeah. Uh, it's another thing altogether to actively document Completely. and create transparency around that proof. Yep, and I think that's why it's incredible having something like blockchain because the system kind of does that for you. Right. Um, and even with like foreign direct investment, a lot of a lot of times with different charity organizations, we send all this money and we don't necessarily know where it goes. Um, and blockchain would allow us to track it or allow it to be spent only in certain places. Um, so there's a lot of massive changes for good that can happen with blockchain. So then what's what's the, um, your, what's your thought then around, because the idea is dependent upon people using it, mm -hmm. if I'm a charity and I want to start enabling blockchain, but a lot of people around me aren't, how do I bridge that gap so that I can start to use it and then hopefully over the next five or ten years, everyone will be around using it and I'm set up for success. Yeah, and um, and that's kind of the learning curve with any new technology. It was the same thing with email. Um, for a lot of time, for a long time, people would still prefer, prefer to send their letter via post. Um, but if you if you have the money to invest in it, um, to educate the people around you about it, um, to kind of bridge the gap, so between the person receiving the funds and where you're sending the funds, if you can invest and implement blockchain um, for both parties and allow it to kind of organically grow from there. Um, so I think it's like we're in the education and the information gap with blockchain, um, but there'll be a few leaders and first to market um, users that can kind of set the ground level for all of us to kind of come on board. That's cool. And I think it will grow similar to the internet. Um, it will get cheaper and cheaper to use. Uh, information will spread a lot more quickly. Um, and we also have a more technologically um, motivated generation that we live in. Um, really? Yeah, slightly. I mean, yeah. Some fair. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so I think it will. 22 year olds are getting arthritis in their thumbs. Though. I know, <laughs> I know. But what is interesting about this generation, and and a big thing that I often talk about, is that we're selectively technologically savvy. Okay. So we choose to inform ourselves more so about the things in tech that can benefit us. So you know, you know, providing the ideal version of ourselves, aka Instagram, Facebook. You could meet a 22-year-old and they could help, you know, reset your phone to do that, but they may have never even heard of blockchain or have no idea how it's used. Right. So there is kind of an interesting gap within, you know, millennials and Gen Z when it comes to tech. Like we're selectively techy. Right, right. Um, that's cool. But I think... And so true. It is very true. Um, and that's another gap that I'm kind of, kind of bridging um, when I talk about bridging the technological gap for the future. Um, but I think once we understand how incredible blockchain can be, um, and how it will really allow us to be um, completely independent um, of certain third parties that have kind of are, are kind of slow in the things that we do. <laughs> Is that your polite way of saying the banks really slow in the way? <laughs> the Canadian way of saying yeah, yeah, passively, way. politely, hoping everybody still wins. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so we talked about the technology side of this intersection, but then you also mentioned the social side, the sustainability side. Mm -hmm. So what kind of efforts outside of the UN are you working on right now, or what's near and dear to your heart? Um, I think healthcare um, is a huge is a huge opportunity for blockchain. Um, right now, there's a lot of sensitive data in healthcare. It's kind of an inefficient system um, that occurs when you know, from going to visit a doctor, they have all of your data, um, and then sometimes nothing's really done with that. Uh, implementing blockchain will allow us to anonymously have our data um, in a database and allow us to use that for research purposes. We'll individually own that and be able to sell that um, to a pharmaceutical company, for example. So right. not only um, can you make a profit off of your own data finally, um, but you can also make a difference and an impact with it. Um, and so research, all of these things will start to accelerate um, once we're all kind of using it in all areas of our lives. Um, and then another one would be you know, corruption with voting. And this is specific, more so with um, emerging economies. Um, we have these old school voting systems in a lot of these countries, and scandals happen. Um, and you know, miraculously, somebody's you know in power that was never <laughs> necessarily the voice of the people. Right. Um, but on the blockchain, that that eradicates all of that, um, and finally will allow some of the demo or the whatever system that's kind of in play um, by the people to vote for somebody and that person to actually you know move into power. Right, so there's no way for them to corrupt it or yeah. hide the results. Exactly, so I think there'll be, kind of in all lanes, there's a use um, for blockchain, um, for, for good, for profit, um, to, to drive innovation, to drive economies, and so I'm all for it. <laughs> that's cool, and so with healthcare specifically, is that mm -hmm. something that you're trying to sink your teeth into and, and bring to life various forms because healthcare in itself not only is it segmented within a local community but it's segmented regionally nationally internationally yeah yeah so I think and healthcare is, is near and dear to my heart because I think all of us are affected by it on a micro level um, you know whether it's a family member um, and then on a macro level um, healthcare as a system is something that countries have always struggled to maximize or optimize um, we're always trying to you know Canada we're blessed to be here and has quite a great system um, but there's a long way to go that we can make it more efficient um, and so I think blockchain implementing it can completely just revolutionize how healthcare works as a system cool so then what's what's next for you right now what are you up to over the next six months um, so next for me would be to continue to grow um, 
to grow way to grow the way talks um, which is where you know we bring on a futurist and we learn kind of one-on-one -on -one in an intimate setting what a certain industry is going to look like how things are changing um, for example at the last way talk we talked a lot about driverless cars right. and one you know that seems super cool um, a lot of exciting things but one thing that we didn't realize is driverless cars are, are like a, a gadget um, it's like a cell phone, which means it can be used inside and outside, which means it can become furniture in the future. So it's just these mind-blowing conversations <laughs> that we have with these futurists um, that are really exciting. And so I really hope to you know, continue to grow those and to tour them uh, so different people around the world can access them. Um, and so I guess that's kind of the next step, the next focus. So where does someone find out about Way Talks? Uh, they can find out about it um, on my website, so www.sineadbovell.com. On my Instagram, which is just my name, Sinead, everything I do is quite um, online. Right. Um, pretty, I guess. No way. Loose. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what you know, I'm, I'm thinking of starting a full postal mailing list. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hoping everybody under 19 checks it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the most part, if you just kind of Google my name, my uh, way talks and information of that comes up. Um, and hopefully they'll be they'll be in your city soon, um, and we'll be talking about all you know all the exciting things in the future. So wait, talks the next are they all just New York City right now? They're all in. Well, I've actually started. So I did the last wait talk I did was in Washington D.C. Cool. And that was on the future of technology in healthcare. Um, so I've started to take them on the road. Um, and Canada is definitely my focus. I really want to bring bring some of them home um, and you know interact you know Canadian millennials with with the future of tech. Yeah, that's cool. So, the uh, Sinead Bovell, which is B-O-V-E-L-L. -L. Yeah, as, and Sinead, S-I-N-E-A-D. Um, Bovell, B-O-V-E-L-L.com. Yeah. All right, sweet. And that's where you can kind of find everything. And that's where all the events are posted. All the events are posted. Um, sometimes I do things like Instagram Live series of how to get funding for your business. Um, so, it's all a mix of helping you with your startup, um, as well as teaching you about what the future's going to look like, so you can bridge the gap with the two. Sweet. So, how long have you been doing Way for? Um, way I've been doing um, for about a year, um, more so on the consulting side, and then the tech side and the way talks have been about six months. Cool. And so, what was the first way talk about? Uh, the future of money, so blockchain and Bitcoin. Right. Um, and so, what that will look like, and you know, how our government's going to come on board? Will they come on board? Well, I was going to. Yeah, there you go. That's kind of a um, crux of a question too. Yeah. And so, the hypothesis is of for people, you know, that are really working internal in the industry. Um, is that it's probably unlikely that government will take on a coin, like, you know, they won't be necessarily using Bitcoin or Ethereum, um, but that they will develop some sort of digital currency themselves because money in itself does not make sense to be printing something, spending money to print, kind of devaluing the thing in itself. Right. Um, so it's likely that governments will bring on um, a digital currency um, in the future, but we, I don't think we can bet on them, you know, trading Bitcoin. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, no. cool. So we might have like a Canada coin. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or, Something like that. Or the Canadian dollar will just be digital. Right. That's um, cool. It's probably the first step. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. Anytime. It was great talking. I love talking tech, and I love talking tech with fellow Canadians, especially well fights. So that's awesome. Sweet. Well, I'll make sure that I'm following on Instagram. So if we hear about one of your talks coming to yes, Canada, definitely. Toronto, maybe even Guelph. Yes, definitely show up. I would love to see you, everybody. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. All great right. Talking. See you guys.